Welcome to session three in the Identity series. Now these sessions are opportunities to reflect and consider our identity in Christ, how we grow and how we change in that identity as we are taught by the Spirit of God, becoming transformed in our minds, changing from glory to glory as we focus on him. Glory to glory. In our natural bodies, it's said that every cell is replaced in seven to ten years. So if the physical body is constantly being renewed, how much more is our spiritual body, individually and corporately? Who you are today is different than yesterday. A year, ten years ago. There was a song around some years ago, it's very humorous, but really emphasised this. And it went something like, I've seen you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. And so we will, because we're changed from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18 says, The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, being transformed into his image, with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Glory to glory. So what is the current glory you're reflecting right now? We are already perfect in him, yet he is perfecting us. Now Isaiah 9, I love, it talks about his government and his peace are ever increasing. And we live under and we live in that glory of increase. That's why we're different tomorrow, because of him and because of his purposes. We make daily choices to follow him, taking up our cross, which means just that. It's my way or his way, and for sure my ways are not his ways, so I choose him. He is the living word in us, and by his word we are changing just as the natural cells are changing. You know, I was thinking about the angels around the throne singing holy, 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 and, and re seemingly repeating the same phrase and I used to think that sounded quite monotonous like they had a job to do and that was it but now I see that Isaiah 9 is part of the context of these heavenly angels giving glory to God because they are seeing the ever increase they're not saying holy holy for the same thing they're seeing they're seeing a new thing in every blink of their eye if they have such things you know heaven is magnificently unfolding glorious revelation of God and his awesome wonders and his purposes they are ever increasing so let's pray for our eyes to be open to see the wonderful things that are happening all around us and to lift our eyes from an earthly perspective of those things you know Romans eight nineteen says all creation is waiting for the mature sons of God to be revealed and that includes female sons. We are to be the revelation. We are being matured and part of that maturity comes from him, him revealing himself to us. You know, Colossians 1.27 says, God has made, chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, of the mystery that Christ in you is the hope of glory. That's a relational glory. Christ in me is in me because of relationship. 
The relationship that we have is the glory, the relational glory, which brings hope to me and brings hope to others. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18, you know, it talks about that ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. It's imparted glory. It's received glory. And it talks about unveiled faces contemplating the Lord's glory. We can look at him eye to eye with no veil, with nothing stopping us. We are open and received by God to be able to have a relationship with him. You know, I've been studying John 17 lately. I love it. That's a fabulous chapter. But it's all about a relational dialogue between the Trinity in verses 1 to 5. You know, Jesus is saying, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. You know, Jesus is making it clear in these verses that his full purpose was to glorify the Father. And even the glory that Jesus received was to be for Father's glory. He was giving it back to him. The great object and plan of salvation is for and to the glory of God. Salvation comes from him and it is for him. The Lord Jesus never glorified himself. He laid aside his glory to do the will of the Father. You know, and we glorify God in the time and season we're in. You know, Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing and he glorified his Father by doing that. And we can do the same. What is the time and season we're in? What does God want to do to us and through us now? Jesus was very aware of timing. He spoke about the hour of his coming. He talked about his time not being yet at the wedding in Cana. And the forces of the enemy are also aware of the timing of God's purposes. We're in the world, but not of it, as Jesus was, and we face the conflict of the enemy action around us. But we also, unlike Jesus, are dealing with the conflict of sin within us, which needs to be brought to the cross by confession to God and one another. 1 John 1, 8 to 10 and James 5, 16. So times and seasons change in the unfolding of God's purposes. The Isaiah 9, ever increasing government and peace of God. We live in two times. We live in the now and not yet. We live on earth and we also live in heavenly places. This is clearly a key for us. An interim time on earth as the whole world is suspended from a life before COVID and is now in a waiting room for life beyond the isolation and separation that we're all in at the moment. But for God, his government and his peace continue to increase, not at all constrained by a viral epidemic. I sense it's like the time when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, having left what they knew behind, yet not seeing life beyond their daily experience of wandering and waiting. The danger for us, as it was for them, is that the desire for what was normal, however bad it was, will overtake the faith and hope for the promises of God for the future, things that are yet to be seen and experienced. It's time for fresh eyes and new lenses to see the future in faith, not just the giants in the land. You know, my friend Graham Cook, he, he challenged me last year when I was wondering about what was ahead. He said, you need a new lens. You're not seeing things clearly. You need to see, uh, see things through the new lens of what God's doing now, 
for the future. So we need to take care to examine ourselves right, with a right focus on God and not ourselves all the time. You know, I, I read Leanne Payne for many years and she wrote extensively about something she called the disease of introspection, which she so often found when ministering to people in her healing ministry. She referred to it as a paralysis of self-analysis, unable to see what is real because the reality was subject to self. She called it practicing the presence of self and unable to know the mind of Christ. In this state, a person misses out on the joy of that single moment, the glory of experiencing the presence of God in the simple things of life. The futility of a human mind which limits experience to its own understanding of it robs that person of joy and delight. So the cure, looking up and out of ourselves, asking the Holy Spirit to search our hearts, just as David did. For it's the Holy Spirit's job to shine light, to convict and to cleanse. Read Psalm 139.24. Leanne Payne talked about how C.S. Lewis discovered this truth. And once he recognised the sin of introspection and recognised it for what it was, pride, his soul never stopped loving things above and about and around himself. He finally learned to live in the present moment rather than a future that never quite arrives. However and whoever we are today, we are being changed from glory to glory, living in that Isaiah 9 increase of his government and his peace. We can be content, as Paul was, in whatever situation we find ourselves, not needing to analyse or speculate, but to be still, wait, look, listen, and see what he is doing, then all we have to do is that which we see. We're all in an unprecedented time and season right now, personally and corporately, but we take faith in knowing the plans and purposes of God are unfolding constantly, and he is always doing a new thing. Our job is to perceive it, Isaiah 43, 19. When we see a wilderness, we know he will have a path to lead us through it. When we experience desert times, we know that there are streams coming. Let's not look at the noise from the news of the world, but to the word of revelation, which brings life and peace. Colossians 3.2 is an encouragement. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit gives gifts and power. Please help me to remember that his main purpose is to glorify you. Show me any way my life is not glorifying you and draw me back into yourself. Please give me a spirit of wisdom and discernment to test any spirit to see if it glorifies the Lord Jesus. Help me to see your paths of righteousness opening up before me as ways in the wilderness and to see streams where there are desert places and to keep my eyes on you as I journey with you 
into the place you have prepared for me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.